Hey everyone, today we are going to be talking about how you can strengthen existing customer relationships and really retain the customers that you have. Balancing building a successful business and being a superstar mom is hard, and yet in today's digital world, it's more common than ever. The question becomes, how do we successfully grow a business and children at the same time? Join us for a candid conversation as we share our insights into marketing and motherhood. I'm Angela Reeder. And I'm Jesse Valle. Welcome to the Marketing Moms Podcast. All right. As we wrap up the first month of Angela and I kind of shifting gears and focusing more on the established businesses that are over that initial client acquisition hustle phase, we are like, okay, well, what comes next? And part of what comes next is strengthening that relationship with the customers you already have so that they will continue to buy from you. They will refer you. They will give you good testimonies all the things. But today specifically, we want to focus on kind of how you can retain that client and a few tips on strengthening that relationship with those customers you already have. Yeah, it's, I mean, one of the first things you learn in business is that it is overall cheaper to retain clients than to gain clients. So, Retaining clients is a really good way to continue to grow your business slowly and to kind of maintain and give yourself that space that you're looking for once you've gotten out of that hustle phase. Yeah. And I think this is where a lot of businesses start to falter a bit because there's so much messaging out there about the marketing. And hey, we're marketing moms. We get it. Marketing is important. It's important to go out and get new clients and find new ways to bring people into your world. But that is not all business. Like that's not the entire business. There's a big part of turning those leads into customers, retaining those customers, getting those customers to stick with you for the long haul and eventually bringing other people in through referrals. And, and so how you treat your customers matters a lot. And it, it's just the next step in your marketing. It's marketing and then it's like actually taking care of the business. So that's kind of what we wanted to talk about today. Right. And I see a lot of people that are still in that hustle phase that really let customer service kind of fall to the wayside and Mm -hmm. maintaining those relationships because they're still in that mindset of grow, grow, get new customers, get new clients, get more, get better. And so then when they are ready to stabilize and kind of maintain, they don't necessarily have those good client and customer relationships. Mm Mm-hmm. All right. So let's talk about that for a minute. That would be our first tip is to offer exceptional customer service, right? So it is not hard to provide prompt, helpful, empathetic support, right? So 
if someone has an issue with what they purchased from you, it grows that loyalty through open communication, consistent, reliable, helpful information. This is one of the reasons why I am not good at customer service. And it's better for someone like me to hire someone who is more empathetic and good with people. Not that I'm not good with Mm -hmm. people, but I'm a very black and white person. Like, this is the rule, stick to it. But you, you have to have someone in that customer service role that can bend the rules a little bit and not feel weird about it and be helpful for specific people in their specific situations. I know I am not that person. So this is the type of person I would hire for my, you know, large growing business or why I have someone like Angela answer customer questions (laughs) instead of me because I just know that's not my personal strong suit. Right. Yeah. And it, it is really important because those personal interactions can really spiral and having good customer service, having that helpful, empathetic support can impact your business, not necessarily losing one customer or client, whatever, may not necessarily make or break your business, but the word of mouth that you can get from a really good customer experience, the recommendations, the referrals, things like that, those can really make an impact in your business. And I have seen firsthand how it is really hard for a business to come back from having those, having a reputation of being bad. Yeah. Then, so like it is harder to come back from a bad reputation than to establish a good reputation from the get-go. Right. Yeah. If you're going to have poor customer service, you really have to be like the, the biggest name on the block with very little competition. Like Facebook. Everybody knows <laughs> Facebook does not have any customer service support. You cannot get a hold of an actual person at Facebook mm-hmm. to save your life. Uh, but they're also, they're the only one doing what they're doing. They're not the only social media company, mm-hmm. but they are the only one doing what they're doing. They're the only one with the reach they have. They're the only one with the ad space they have. So they can kind of get away with that. Most businesses cannot get away with not having good customer service. Yeah. And I think that people are willing to overlook some other shortcomings of your business if you have that exceptional customer service. Mm -hmm. Or for example, I have a friend who is the largest fan of Zappos.com, the shoe company, because their customer service is like second to none. Like, yeah their customer service is so above and beyond. She doesn't care that she sometimes pays a higher price for shoes because the customer service is so easy to work with, so helpful, so prompt. Yes. It matters. That's how I feel about the Munchkin company, like the baby brand Munchkin. Mm -hmm. Yeah. When my kids were little, we had a nightlight that broke like shortly after we got it. And it ended up, it 
we had to replace it like two or three times. But their customer service was so amazing. Even their automated line like had a message on it that was something like, we know how busy you are and, and it's probably like nap time or whatever. So please enjoy a few minutes of silence. They didn't even have hold music. It was just <laughs> quiet <laughs> on the phone. That's awesome. And the the people that you talked to are really helpful. They were quick to send out replacements, you know, really apologized and and seemed sincere. And so I didn't mind having to do it a couple times to get one that worked because the customer support was really good and really mm-hmm. helpful and really understood their customer base. Yeah. Uh it reminds me of another time where I had just gotten a new pair of glasses. And my super helpful toddler wanted to get my glasses and give them to me. I mean, I had had them a couple days. And she bent them. And so I took them back to the eyeglasses place. And I fully expected to spend another couple hundred dollars on a new pair of glasses. Because it was my fault that I left it out for my toddler to grab. And they were like, you know what? Don't worry about it. We're going to give you a brand new pair for free. I'm like, no, 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 I will pay for it. And they're like, nope, we're good. You just, and then it even worked out because they had a different color frame that I liked Mm -hmm. more. And um, so I ended up getting that. And I was just like, wow, like now I know that if I need glasses, I'm going back to that same place. It doesn't matter. It has been years. My toddler is now eight. (laughs) (laughs) And I am still thinking about that experience. Right. When she was like two. I'm still thinking about that experience and I'm still going to go back to that same place, even though a bajillion places sell glasses. When I need a new pair, I'm going back there. And then that also reminds me that it's probably been five, six years since I've got a new pair of glasses. But to be fair, I only, I mostly wear contacts. (laughs) (laughs) So it, 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 the reason we're spending so much time on this customer service is because it is like, the core importance of retaining your existing customers. Yes. Speaking of maintaining existing customers and loyalty, loyalty programs are a really good way to help keep people engaged and keep people coming back. Mm -hmm. Yeah. It reminds me how so many times when they're like, you know, special deal for new customers only. And I'm just like, what? Oh, I hate that. I hate that. I'm like, I have been a loyal customer for the last 10 years and you're going to give new customers a better deal than me. That's why there's that. I'm going to say the wrong one. There is a phone company. I'll just leave it at that then. Cause I can't, <laughs> I, I'm going to say the wrong one. There's a phone company that has that commercial. I don't know if you've seen it where there's like a sign that says new customers, you know, and then there's the deal. Yeah. And they're like, well, I'm an existing customer. What about that? And the guy flips the sign around and it's like existing customers and it's the same deal. Oh, yeah. And then somebody yeah. walks in and they're like, but I'm a new customer. And they flip the sign around flip again. Flip it back around. That's so like awesome. the, the whole point is it doesn't matter whether you are new or existing. You're getting the same mm-hmm. great deal. And yeah. Although I will say that having that loyalty program, meaning a special discount for existing people, to me means more than new customers because it's like when um, I get like extra discounts at 
Kohl's or my favorite coffee right. place because I bought so many coffees and I get one yeah. free or, you know, like that kind of stuff. I enjoy getting that. Yeah. And that is a good incentive for people to keep coming back. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I, I'm just sitting here like, yeah, it's a great idea. <laughs> I'm so that's glad it. it's on the that's, list. <laughs> yes, that's it. That's There's what not it really is. much else I can say. It is it. a great <laughs> idea. You should do it. Yes. Or it's like if you have, and here's something else you could do is host events. You could host events to strengthen that relationship because whether it's virtual or in person, doesn't matter if it is something that you can do to directly connect with your customers. But if you offered a discount for existing customers or for people who have been with you a certain amount of time, then not only are they more likely to show up and then it strengthens and then they're going to hang around longer, but it's also something that will make the people who are just joining be like, wow, if I hang around, they really take care of me. Right. I can't wait till that's me getting the discount. Exactly. Yes. So another thing that you can do is to really personalize your communication with clients and customers. Really, everybody can tell when they're getting a form letter or a form email Mm -hmm. or (laughs) a templated something you really, we've, most of us been around long enough that we can tell those of us who are a little bit younger. So personalizing those communications, tailoring those interactions to show that you understand who they are, their preferences, uh, the feedback that you're getting from them, that active listening sort of Mm -hmm. thing, Um, not just responding, but actually listening to respond type thing can make a big difference with clients and customers can really make them feel seen and heard, valued, and want to stay and continue interacting with you. Right. Especially if it's, again, going to the customer service, saying, hey, I, you know, this issue is going on. This is what's happening in my life right now. People care about their lives more than they care Mm -hmm. about you and your business. Yes. So for you to come back and say, ooh, I'm really sorry that this is happening in your life right now. I'm sure that's very stressful for you. Here's what I can do for you. Yeah. So it's like affirming what they told you. And it's like the compliment sandwich, right? Like start by affirming what they told you, then toss in the bad news. (laughs) Right. Which is I am not giving you X, Y, Z, but I can't do this thing for you. But thanks for being a loyal customer. We appreciate your business. (laughs) (laughs) yeah well and a lot of times you get the like the acknowledge tell them you know if you can't do something for them tell them you can't do it and then tell them what you can do for them so that they feel like you are at least trying to work with them a little bit yeah and when we say personalized communication I don't mean your email blasts having their name Hey, Angela. (laughs) I personally hate that because I'm like, it is clear this is not specific to me. Now, some people swear by having, hey, Jesse, 
Right. I personally don't do it. I personally don't like it. However, here's a here's a let me slip in a marketing tip, Angela, that I heard the other day that was very interesting. That some people add first names to the the subject line mm-hmm. because when it goes through like spam filters and um, just the things, it doesn't look like you're sending thousands of the same email they all look right. unique because it's personalized because it's personalized it that's looks, really cool it it is so i'm like okay well that's interesting but i like for an email to say hey jesse open this but then when i open it it's like i don't i don't know i don't know how i feel about it but i see the tactic and i respect it yes i can see especially from a tech point because Email companies, especially Google, have been really, really cracking down on spam. And I've even noticed some emails from people that I get regularly, like some of them are ending up in spam and some Mm -hmm. of them are not. I'm not sure what the algorithm is doing there. But so I could see like wanting to increase your chance of landing in an inbox by using Mm -hmm. that personalization in the subject. But I'm like you, I don't even really notice if people use my name in an email anymore. Um, Mm. Probably because I've set up so many of those email templates that it just doesn't even, it's not a thing that I even notice anymore. Yeah. But there have been a few emails that I have gotten that have really felt personalized that I have actually wondered, like, did they sit down and type that out, like, just for me? Or is this, like, a template email? (laughs) You know what I mean? And then there's also that program, the, um, what is it, Bonjourno or something, where you could create personalized videos videos. for new customers. Yeah. Mm I have a client that uses that and I've Mm -hmm. gotten a couple. They're really cool. Yeah. If you don't have a large customer base, like if you have a a fewer customers at higher ticket items, it might be worth your time to do that personalized communication. Ooh. And I remember I once worked with a woman who every new person who joined her program, she hand wrote a thank you note and sent it to them. Like through the mail. I've gotten a couple of those. Those make me feel real special. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. So the personalized, even if it's as simple as a postcard, it Mm -hmm. impacts a customer's view of you and your business. Even some bigger companies do that. Chewy is really good about that. We get uh, birthday and Christmas cards for our pets that are like actually signed by people. Like it's signed, you know, from Chewy or whatever, but like you can feel the ink you know the pen markings you can tell that it was like actually they pay somebody to sit down and sign cards (laughs) but the fact that somebody took the time to think about doing that and then invested money from their company into doing Mm -hmm. that you know it's the thought that counts basically yeah the fact that somebody thought to do that yeah we get we get cards like that from our um, financial advisors mm-hmm. and from our real estate agents, things like that. All right. Another thing on the list here is consistent engagement, right? So this is about how you are sharing a little bit of behind the scenes and what's going on in your world with your customers, right? So it keeps them involved. It makes them 
feel like they have this connection to your brand versus other mm-hmm. brands that may be similar. Yeah. You know where you see this in action really well is with Kickstarter campaigns. Now, those are companies that are still in the growth phase, but for this specific example, it's a good example Mm -hmm. because as they go along, as you know, they get all of the people, they meet their goal, and then they have to go through the process of actually making the thing. And with Kickstarter campaigns, you will see a lot of updates of this is what's going on. We had to resource this thing, or we thought we had a, a somebody to provide this and it didn't work, or we didn't think it was up to par, and now we're doing this other thing. And it really makes people feel involved with the process. Mm-hmm. And you can do the same thing even if you have a service business, just some emails of, hey, it's spring, whatever, Here's some things I've been doing. Here's some things going on in the business. You know, here's a new service I'm adding or just a reminder I have this service type thing just to be consistently communicating with your clients in a way that makes them feel involved. Yeah. And Angela and I are the first to say that we are not always the best at doing what we say. Now, it's like the parenthood, right? It's like one of the hardest things. Do what I say, not what I do. <laughs> not what I do. And I'm just sitting here like Angela. We could be better at that because we could we, be we could be that. much better at sharing regular updates <laughs> with the, with yeah. our listeners. I think that we do a good job here on the podcast, but we could do a better job in email and social media. So that's the other thing is there are different places you can share that engagement. So if you have like a YouTube channel or a podcast or a blog, Mm -hmm. email lists, social media, all those places. All right. And the last one here is asking for feedback. Now, this one's hard because it is a time where you are seeking their opinions to improve your products or services, but it's really hard because you have to be able to take that feedback and be like, um, yeah, I could do better at that. All right. Well, I paused for a moment because Angela froze. So we are so close to the end. I'm just going to finish this up myself. Yes. Asking for feedback can be very hard, but it is invaluable information to hear from the people who are your ideal customers, not just ideal customers. They have actually put money down for your product or service So hearing what they have to say about how you could improve it is gold. You have to take that information. Now, you can't just take, you know, one piece of information from one disgruntled customer. But if you start to see a pattern in the feedback, you're like, oh, you know, several people have said this. Maybe I should try to implement that. It is worth my time 
to change my product or service to accommodate this thing that multiple people have said could improve their experience with my brand. That's worth your time. If it's one angry person saying this stunk and I don't like it and I don't want to deal with it, that's probably not worth your time because they have a bad taste in their mouth to begin with. So whether it's asking for feedback on social media or if you're at the end of a client relationship, giving a exit survey as part of your exit process, whether it's just sending out an email saying, we want to hear from you or running a giveaway for feedback. Like oh, there are different ways to ask for feedback, find the way that feels best to you, but then don't get defensive. You have to go into it with an open mind and open for that feedback you have asked for because you know that all you're trying to do in the end is strengthen your product and service and relationship with your customers so that you can stay in business long term, right? So those are several things that you can do to strengthen your existing customer relationships and really build that bond with retaining the customers that you've already brought into your world. All right. If you have some tips that you want to share, please be sure to reach out. We are at Marketing Moms Podcast on Instagram, and we will talk to you next week. Bye. Thank you for joining us today. We're so honored this is where you chose to spend your time. If this episode helped you in some way, please share it with another mom who needs to hear it. We're in this together. And if you're ready for next steps, free goodies, and more, head over to marketingmomspodcast.com. We'll see you next week.